Welcome to another episode of The Shredder Show, and today we have got a special guest, uh, Lewis Crompton. So Lewis is a superstar trader. He has a business which is helping other people learn trading called Star Trading, I'm correct? Yes. Yeah, and uh, he has an amazing background and also mentality when it comes to trading and life and also business. And interesting, we were just saying before this that he was interested in potentially becoming a psychologist, a clinical psychologist, until he realized there was no money in it. Uh, then he went to trading, which is a, a very more honorable thing. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk to you today about how you can optimize your mindset and your thought process in terms of being more successful, making more money, and maybe try not to self-sabotage yourself. Because I think that's something that we see a lot in fitness, and I'm sure you see a lot with trading, Lewis. Yes, definitely. Definitely do. So when it comes to a trading mindset, what would you say, like people who are first coming into that, where their mind is maybe at the beginning, I think there's a very fear-driven perhaps? Uh, I would say probably quite greed-driven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we always talk about the, don't we, the pendulum of fear and greed between people. And I think that that's a very simplistic way of looking at the brain and how the brain works and how we, I mean, humans are way more complicated than just fear and greed. Um, but yes, you can try and be reductive and bring it down to just those, those two things, which often it does. Um, but I think when people are first interested in trading, generally they are more greed-based because they want to make money. And this is, this is something which I try and um, attack, to be honest, a lot because people are lazy when it comes to their finances, um, just as people can be lazy when it comes to their health and their fitness and, and things like that as well. So people want the quick fix. They want that pill which is going to just solve everything for them and in trading that often ends up being some form of network marketing which i'm really not pro when it comes to to trading um financial stuff i'm not pro other forms of network marketing fine crack on no problem with that at all but trading i really have an issue with it um they want to just go into some form of signal service where they can just copy someone's trades and all of that type of thing and the reason I don't like any of that is because it is a greed-based mentality, but too far on the greed-based mentality. And it's lazy and it's not taking self-ownership. It's not taking self-responsibility either. So what I'm about is empowering people to trade for themselves um, in as low a time commitment as possible so it doesn't overtake their life. So I get all my trading done and teach all my traders to get it done in less than 30 minutes, but they are doing it for themselves. They are trading based off the knowledge that they've got. They're trading based off their own decisions. And that kind of attitude where I want to do this for myself is a better attitude to come towards trading with rather than greedy, I want to make money. I actually think that if people are wanting to start learning to trade, it's kind of they're better off being a bit fear-based because they're more cautious and they're not going to jump into ridiculous schemes and things like that. So I think every emotion can be helpful when it's balanced and it's in the right location. Um, so yeah, I, don't, I think I kind of went round the houses to That's answer right. that one. But yeah, an interesting one. Do you notice a difference between men and women when it comes to risk? So obviously, men being very heavily like testosterone based in terms of hormonal profile, in terms of the way obviously the way we set up, um, and that also has a big impact in terms of us being higher risk takers, which is one of the reasons that men generally tend to live not as long as women because we take a lot more risks in life. Yeah, it's uh, why our insurance costs more as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's, it's all statistics. And it's yeah. Is that something you notice? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. But I would say when I, when I look at trading, I, I'm less gender-based in terms of what I'm looking at. I'm more personality-based in what I'm looking at. But I would say that certain personality types, so there's like four trader personality types, which I camp into driver, expressive, um, amiable, and analytical. 
Um, so drivers are far and expressives actually are far happier to take risk and men in general, not men in general, but in general, more men are in that driver camp, which they are very happy to take risks. They just want to win. They'll bulldoze anyone to get there, even them, their own self, because they just want to win at any cost. doesn't matter what the cost, but those are the people that tend to blow accounts. Like none of my traders have actually ever blown an account because they learn how to do it correctly. And I'm there to make sure they don't just mess it up basically. So I actually say that what I have noticed on a gender perspective is women tend to be better traders which is quite interesting, maybe because of that risk element, they actually follow the process better. They follow the plan better. They don't have as much ego that kicks in. It's like, well, actually I can do this better. So they tend to be quieter about their successes, at least within my community. When I actually end up talking to them one-on-one, I hear how amazing they're doing, but they haven't told anyone. They've not even told me. (laughs) So yeah, it's, um, there is a, a gender split, but I would say it's more because more men are in that category of driver personality than the other the other um, personality categories which are less happy to take risk what are the, what are the other uh, categories sort of driver analytical amiable and expressive so i'm an expressive because i get excited going to watch somebody open a letter um i just want to be there i want to enjoy as much of life as possible i want to just travel the world that's why i got into trading because i wanted to travel the world and that's what i did so after seven months of learning to trade left my job started traveling the world because that was my reason that was my why for lack of a better explanation i just wanted to go and have as much fun as i possibly could um and i did yeah and then i about well thankfully just before covid i decided i need to settle down a little bit more because i was getting past 30 and needed to have an actual adult relationship rather than just whatever i was having elsewhere <laughs> and that's probably another story for another podcast. yeah <laughs> And on that note, when you talk about people, maybe if someone is stuck in a certain mentality, is there a way for people to try and pull away from that? Or do you think people just, some people need to learn from the mistakes? Because that's probably something I've done. Like I remember um, maybe four or five years ago, I was doing some Forex trading. I think I, I blew an account. And I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing that again. Yeah. I, I, then I started buying, I bought some crypto then. And if I knew what I knew now, like only, but yeah, like, is there anything you'd say to anyone to try and maybe shift their mindset or other than learning from the, your mistakes? Um, there's quite a few things actually that I would probably say. And I think, so first of all, when it comes to personality types, I'll start there. So all personality types can trade and be successful traders and they all have their strengths and they all have their weaknesses. Now we're always going to be a mix of all of them. So every single person is different, but in general, analyticals and amiables are way more fear-based. So they're kind of like on the, on the left, if you're like trying to visualize that they're on the left-hand side of the speed at which they make decisions and how happy they are to take risks. So they have to be aware of that. Analyticals in particular love information. No matter how much information you give them, it's never enough. They always want more. So when that comes to trading, they're always going to want to know another indicator, another bit of market analysis, another this, another that. And it, it will cause them to not take trades that they should take because they are being too analytical about it drivers will just see the market move by like two points and think right i'm in i'm all in let's go this is my entire account this is what's going to happen also bad um expresses are more like the drivers and amiables are more like the analyticals in terms of their their willingness to take that risk and actually make a decision 
So the way around it that I work on with my traders is to have very specific rules and criteria that we follow to make sure I'm only entering the market and exiting the market when those particular criteria are met. And that is what allows every personality type to be successful, shift out of that more natural way of thinking and behaving for them into a, yes, it's a, it's a tried and tested system, which if they follow will lead to their success. I mean, we were having this conversation the other day that it's the same with business. If you follow particular behaviors, particular patterns, you will be successful because you're, you're doing the right stuff. I mean, it's the same with trading. If you know the right things to do and you follow them correctly, and this is why women tend to be better traders in my experience, because they're better at following the system. They're better at following the rules and they don't overthink it and they don't over question it. They just do it. Then you are way more likely to be successful. So that's one way that I shift out of that. Um, the other thing I would mention is about negative association. So your you, prime example that you just talked about there, so you traded and you blew an account. You probably blew an account because you didn't really know what you were doing and you didn't have an actual system, a risk management process, a trade management process, and a, a, a strategy matrix that you could actually follow to trade effectively. So that, as a result, gives you a negative association with Forex. I mean, I would say 95% of the world have got a negative association with Forex because we've all been hit up in the DMs by someone trying to sell us some random bullshit of Forex stuff. Um, I mean, I've got some guy who's scamming my ID at the moment on Instagram trying to get people money. It's, I mean, it's tedious and Instagram are a joke that they've not actually dealt with it yet. But anyway, um, that's a side note. Uh, so negative association is a big thing. Even with some of the, the traders that I coat, um, if, they go, if they get super busy sometimes, they create this negative association with, oh, I'm so far behind. And I'm like, you need to let go of that negative association and just start or restart because you're creating automatically an emotional mental barrier between you and the thing you actually want to achieve by creating this negative association of, oh, I'm not this or, oh, I'm behind. And that's where I'm going to loads of stuff here, but comparison is so horrendous because when you compare, again, you're creating negative association. You're saying, I am not this. And so therefore I cannot do this. Bullshit. Get over yourself. Just get started. Just get on with it. You are not them. They are not you. And I've done it loads in the past. And I, I intentionally unfollow certain people on Instagram because they trigger something in me, which makes me feel lesser than. So I just make sure I keep my mind in a place of I'm focusing on me, my strategy, my process and what I'm doing and working on that. And that's what I think has led me to actually being more successful than I would have been if I just stuck to the mindset of, well, I'm not like that person, so I can't therefore do this. 100%. I think there's a lot of value there. It's interesting. I, one of the things that I, so I actually I'm doing it now. So one of the things that I'm a big fan of is making sure that people are very aware about how they talk about themselves and how they condemn themselves. So, and I, I've been very guilty of this and I am still is that I am, I should, I must, I need to like, or I can't like these words about yourself are incredibly powerful. And when you say, I, I, I can't do something or I should do something, it's creating like a mindset where you're making yourself feel guilty because you haven't done something or that you need to do something. Yeah, And I think when you can start to become aware of that, it's then very powerful. Because like when people say, oh, I'm bad at maths, or well, it's like, you are going to be bad at maths if you say that. Or I'm bad yeah. at trading, for example. Well, you are going to be bad because you're like telling yourself that you're bad at it. So it's going to be a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think that's a difficult thing for people to undo. And it's the same thing of being like, oh, I can't eat carbohydrates and lose weight. And I was like, well, 
with that attitude you never will be able to because you you believe it really yeah you know what I mean? yeah completely and I th- the reason why that happens is because we have these beliefs we have these values we have these phrases that we say about ourselves or about the world and that then creates a foundation which we then create an identity off of or maybe actually the identity is a deeper thing so it then goes even deeper where we create an identity which says I'm those things. And because of this, my identity will not shift to let me actually be who I truly want to be. It's like that, that phrase of when you die, you're going to meet the person you could have been. Well, just decide who you want to be and choose the beliefs that empower that person to exist right now. Um, I'm not talking about living in a fantasy land. Like I've got friends who wanted to go on X Factor, but they are tone deaf. Like I don't care how much you put out to the universe that you are going to be the next winner of the X Factor. If you are tone deaf, it is not going to happen. You cannot sing. You may become famous, but not for the right reasons. So like I'm a big believer in honesty with where you are and who you are, but you can not that you can change who you are, but if who you are is just based upon your belief system, you can change your belief system. It's, it is ingrained, but you can change that grain. You can change the way your thoughts are going and creating your identity. Um, I'm a big believer that that is possible. Something actually is interesting with that thought process as well is the fact of, I think when it comes to changing your belief systems, also changing the people around you sometimes, because often, I don't know, I bet, I bet I, I can guarantee, I'm sure this happens to you, that you get clients who start trading and then their wife's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like we're going to lose all our money and, and it's other people sometimes around the other person having a limiting belief. And it's like when I left my full-time job in a state agency or when I first started going on social media, people were like, what the fuck is Charlie doing? Like, who does he think he is? And it's like, yeah, people don't, people don't see like, so now like with what you do, or what I do, like people don't say day, see day one and what happened at the beginning. If you scroll really through my Instagram, through my Instagram, you can, but yeah. like people don't understand what happens then. And maybe like how people try to stop you from becoming who you could be. And yeah. I think that's where you need to be very aware of, who you listen to and who you don't listen to. And, I, yeah. and in my experience, it's often family and your parents are probably the, the least likely people you should listen to because yeah. they're going to try and stop you doing anything that's not a, like a nine to five or like super safe. And I don't actually, if, if you had that when you first started trading, if anyone around you was like, oh, you should do this, Lewis, it's risky. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, when I first started learning to trade, I remember being sat in a coffee shop in east no west london western i was living around paddington at the time and um i was dating this girl that lived in the states and uh, i was like oh, i'm, I'm going to become a trader but like, i've just been to this seminar it was a rich dad education seminar i was like i'm going to sign up i'm going to this weekend i'm going to become a trader she's like, yeah yeah all right anyway seven months later left my job and the day i was going to leave my job i text my my dad and was like right dad i'm going to do this trading thing i'm leaving my job he was like don't you dare we need to have a conversation first went too late notice submitted he was like petrified i mean even now my mum and dad don't really understand what i do they're happy for me and they're like, like my dad said the other day i was like oh lewis just because i'm renovating my house like oh you're spending a lot of money i was like dad don't worry i've got it <laughs> that's, that's fear, fear mindset and that's yeah. well, like and you must get that and i get it all the time as so i just instead of thinking having like a constrictive frugal mindset think about having an abundant mindset it's like okay i don't say i want like i want a new house in two years so i'm thinking like how can i the, the x is the amount of money i need to make what can I do to achieve X to then get what I want rather than, oh, that's a lot of money. I can't do that. Yeah, completely. And again, I think that is, it's, it's a fear base, but it's a limitation as well because people don't have enough belief in themselves. So if I'm, I'm the same, like I think, right, this is what I want. How am I going to create this amount of money, which is going to give me that which I want? 
for me, it's not about the money. It's about the things that I want to enjoy yeah. and experience in life. Freedom. And yeah. And unfortunately what that takes is money. So I'm going to, I need to generate this amount of money. What can I do? How can I create that? Whereas other people go, right, I've got this job. This is how much it earns me. Then this is therefore the life I can have. And this is how much I can save each month to pay for this in 10, 15, 20 years. I'm not interested. I'm too impatient for that crap. I, I want it when I want it and I need to have the money in place now to get it. So I'm just, I just work. Yes, I work my tits off because I'm a hard worker, not when it comes to trading, because I trade 30 minutes a day, but in terms of business and everything else that I do, I work my tits off to make sure I've got more money to trade with and to invest with so I can get the things that I want when I want them. Yeah, and I think that's where, again, people don't see maybe the hard yards of the other stuff that goes on. And I think, has your mindset always been like this or has it been something that's grown and you've worked on? Um, I think it's both. So when I signed up for said uh, well eight years ago now it was actually eight years ago October so it's eight years and one month um, and I was in a rich dad seminar I signed up for the wrong one so I was meant to go into a property seminar and I'm glad I didn't because basically I signed up for the wrong thing and so went, found myself in the trading room the property training was more money and I didn't have the mindset that I could do that that was like beyond my belief system at that point now I do invest in property I mean I just accepted another property deal yesterday even though I hate property I believe in it long term much prefer trading and so I decided to do the trading course. So I think from that point, that was a game changer. I mean, I was, I've always been entrepreneurial in some capacity, but learning to trade was a game changer, partly because of the mindset stuff that it taught me, how to manage my emotions, how to have systems, how to do all of that, have that in place. And I think because of the, again, the people I then had around me, because I started making friends with other investors, I started teaching for Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for Robert Kiyosaki's brand. And that exposed me to a load of a load of people. And I started to travel the world, meet fascinating people, have incredible conversations, have fantastic experiences. All of that started to open up my mind to what is possible and what can be done and realizing where I was buying into my own bullshit and I needed to just get over myself. I mean, yeah, mindset wise, trading basically saved my life at various points in my life. I remember, I mean, maybe I'm going too deep here, but I remember when I went through a few years back, a horrendous, horrendous breakup and I honestly struggled to get out of bed because it, it triggered something I've never experienced before, which was anxiety and depression. And I'd never, ever had it before. And so there's points where I just could not get out of bed. And the only thing that got me out of bed was to do my 30 minutes of trading a day and I would get back into bed. So that kept me afloat, like that kept me alive and just gave me that lifeline. But again, because of the, the mindset stuff and the process and the systems I built in with trading, that's what allowed me to do that. And points I needed to just get my shit together and do something, I was able to do it. So yeah, trading has, in some ways, it's definitely changed my life and opened up the door of opportunity to everything, but it saved my life in, in some ways as well. 100%. I think what's also interesting with that is how you took action and you did something different. Like, say, if, for example, if you had never attended that Robert Kiyosaki seminar, none of it would ever happen. And it's that snowball effect. And that's where like, someone just taking the first step and trying something yeah you don't, you don't literally don't know what that's going to lead to so like and this is really off tangent but i remember a moment my life changed was when i applied for a job in an estate agent when i was like 20 and it was in the complete i thought it was in a place called walton on the hill which was near where i live it wasn't it was in like walton or thames it's like an hour away i was like fuck it, i'll just do it for like six months i ended up doing that job for eight years became the manager after two years but when i was there after a few months, a woman who worked at that place introduced me to a gym that I still train at now. 
where I met one of my best friends who changed my life, Chris Spearman, so he was listening to this podcast, who then I saw what he was doing with social media. And I was like, holy shit, I can do this. And I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. And then like that, bang, I'm off to the races. And that's how like one decision like that of me on a whim deciding to go and do this, look for a job online and then getting the job and deciding to do it, even though it was too far away, uh-huh. had a huge snowball effect of sequence events. And that's where I think too many people aren't willing to maybe push themselves out and try something yeah. and live in their fear zone too much. And I actually, I remember driving to that job on the first day and the traffic was so bad. I was like an hour late. I almost thought about traffic being like, fuck this, like, I can't deal with this. Like, yeah. I'm just not going to do it. And yeah. if I had done that, like, no, we wouldn't be having this podcast right now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny though, right? It is crazy. And I think that is something I've always had. I've always had the willingness to give it a go. Always, always. And kind of forgetting about what the consequences are. Wasn't the smartest cookie when it comes to that sort of thing. Just like, yeah, I'll give that a go. Like, I remember having a conversation with a friend once, total different topic, where I was like, oh, yeah, let's, let's make a sofa. I was totally up for doing it. And all my friends were like, you don't know how to make a sofa. Like, what are you on about? I was like, yeah, but I'll give it a good go. I'm sure I can figure it out as I go along. And that's exactly what I did with trading. That's exactly what I did with property. That's exactly what I do with business now is I just figure it out as I go along. But at least I'm in the game and you do have to be in it to win it. And I, I, so I took up CrossFit a few months ago and it, it put me out of my comfort zone. And again, even just walking to the gym, I was like, do I really want to do this? And I'm like, I'm not an expert in that sphere. So I'm like, I'm at the, I'm at the mercy of other people teaching me how to do this correctly. I was like, this must be how all my new students feel every time they start. And I was like, this is a really good lesson for me. Cause I, it's been a probably a long time since I'd actually intentionally put myself out of my comfort zone in something which I'm really uncomfortable in. And I loved it. Like I absolutely, when I, when I go, yeah, I absolutely love doing the CrossFit stuff because it, yeah, it's just good for me. And it's good to push myself out of my comfort zone. It's that book, isn't it? Which I just used the soundbite of and I've never bothered reading it, but feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I don't really feel like I need to read the book to understand what it's about. You know the um, concept. I've got it. Yeah. I figured <laughs> it out. So yeah. And I, I do like that. Like I, I like to do things as uncomfortable as it is for me. I like to do things which scare me or stress me out a little bit um, to get me out of my comfort zone. And that's kind of where I've been working my way towards more so recently. And I think, what you talk about that is important being outside your comfort zone is when you push yourself to the limits doing different things when you go back to normality it's so easy so I give the analogy like I really remember first time I did like a physique competition like doing I did all the wrong things and being like so like destroyed that like trying to walk I was working full-time at the time trying to walk down the street was like genuinely like a ball ache yeah and when you get used to like working a job and still manage to work out and like stuff like that whilst going through that. And then you go back to like eat quote unquote more normally. Like yeah. it's like night and day, how easy that suddenly becomes because you're suddenly, it's like you're used to carrying around like a 200 pound gorilla all the time. That's almost trying to crush you. And then suddenly the gorilla's going, Oh, life's easy. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what everything in life can be like when you push yourself to try new things. And then when you get back to what you're normally used to, that then just becomes like, completely effortless and seamless yeah no it definitely does it definitely does and i think one thing about comfort zones which i think people forget as well is you can make your uncomfortable zone more comfortable by having support so there is not one area in my life where i haven't had coaching or mentorship in some capacity so even when i'm far out of my comfort zone at least i've got someone there who has been there done that and knows and can basically just say 
it's all right. Just keep going or let's tweak this a little bit. Okay. You're going a bit off track here. Let's do this now. And so, yes, I'm out my comfort zone, but I've got that support. I've got that mentorship, that coaching to keep me going and keep me safe within that place that I don't feel comfortable. What's very, very obvious here is I'm exactly the same. So I've had like probably four or five different coaches I work with for different things in my life at the moment from business, fitness, psychology whatever just to try and keep improving and i'm very much a product of coaching and obviously you are as well so for anyone listening success leaves clues that if you're looking to improve that's like for me it's an absolute no-brainer like if you go to someone i don't know think of example say for example i had a really crazy idea of like i was getting into swimming recently i was like maybe i'll try and swim the channel i was like i'll just find someone who's really good at swimming or like a a (laughs) professional swimmer teach me and I'm not, like, I don't doubt my ability to do anything. Like anything is learnable other than I'm not probably going to build a, like, that's a limiting belief, but I, I, I don't think it'd be likely I would build a rocket ship to go to the moon. But if someone said to me, oh, you, can you swim the channel? I'll be like, I reckon I could do that. Yeah. And you just find the right person to help you teach you to get much better at that skill set, whatever you need to learn, who's been there and done it, knows yeah. exactly what to do and you'll do it. And it will save you loads of time, effort and hassle. And that's essentially what coaching does. Yeah. Yeah, big time, big time. And I think one one of the things I think about success in general, and obviously with trading, is it's it's a it is about showing up. So I show up to my charts every day. Um someone asked me the other day, do I have to show up to my charts every day? And I said, technically, no, you don't have to show up to your charts every day, but it will be Sod's law that the day you don't is the day that all the opportunity is there. Like it just is Sod's law. And it's just such a good habit to have. And that habit Again, going back to my thing about positive and negative association, if you can just do five minutes a day to begin with, you're creating a habit and a positive association with that thing. Whereas every day you don't do it, you start beating yourself up about the fact that you've not done it. You give yourself negative association about it. So I, at the moment, am trying to get back into running. Like I used to like run half marathons. I'm trying to get back into running. And I'm only running like very short runs every morning, but I'm doing it every morning. And this morning I had a lot on even before our podcast and I was like, I need to get out for my run because if I don't, I'm not going to do it all day. And then I'm going to be annoyed and I'm going to create negative association to the fact that I've not gone for a run. And then that's going to make it harder for my brain to be willing to do that same habit the next day because I've got a negative emotional charge to that running thing. So you have to be really careful. So that's why I think the reward thing works. If you do something and it's what you wanted to do, give yourself some form of reward because you're starting to build that positive association with it, which is massively helpful for your brain to enforce good habits and good behaviors. hundred percent. What time do you, what time do you have like a set routine? Do you have like a, it's an interesting topic. Like do you have like a set routine you recommend for traders? Like what time do you get up, et cetera? Really good question. And I always flex it depending on the person. So if you're doing the style of trading that most of my traders do, which is swing trading, which I mean, you could turn how many times I say it into a drinking game, but is only 30 minutes a day maximum then you can either choose to do it in the morning if you're a morning person or you can choose to do it in the evening if you're more of an evening person. So it's a lot more flexible. If you're going to be a day trader, then you need to spend more hours at your screen on a day-to-day basis, but that doesn't work for most people when they're first starting to trade. So when I first started to trade, I did the 30 minutes a day style. Then I went to day trading, made good money off of day trading, was successful at it, but realized I just didn't actually enjoy it. So I stopped day trading, went back to swing trading, was still making really good returns and then just did other stuff with my time, like teaching other people and buying property and setting up business and all of that sort of thing. 
Cool. No, it makes, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So for, for anyone to get, just, and to presume these same principles you use, I think you mentioned that the 5D mastermind with D, they apply to cryptocurrency very much so. Yeah. So what I teach is technical analysis skills. So it's looking at market patterns, market cycles, um, market movement, and some indicators as well. Now there's billions of indicators you can use. My skill set mainly is keeping it simple for people. So yeah, what you, what you learn from me, you can apply. And most of my, not most, but a heck of a lot of my students have taken what I've taught them and applied them to crypto and said how helpful it has been for them to actually understand what the chart is doing and get better entries, get better exits, because they understand what's happening in terms of the flow of the market um, and what other people are doing. I mean, it's interesting we're talking about psychology because the whole of the financial markets, whether that's crypto, stocks, shares, forex, commodities, indexes, it's all just mass psychology. That is what it is. It's fear and it's greed just manifest on a chart in terms of candles. So when you can learn to spot the patterns which other people are spotting and using to trade with as well, you have a far better idea as to what actually the market is going to do next. Now, I never guarantee what the market is going to do next, but you've got a far better idea in terms of what the market is likely to do next, which is how we then can actually create strategies based upon patterns. Because I'm, I'm guessing, I'm making an educated guess, that if most educated people are trying to follow the same patterns, it then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because the market starts to move a certain way, the, the experience people all see it, and everyone goes the same everyone pulls the same move that then drives the market more essentially. Exactly. Yes. However, what you need to be aware of is just because you have everything set up saying it is going to go up, doesn't guarantee it's going to go up. And I think that's one thing people need to realize with trading is you don't win every time. Um, Some of my strategies, I actually lose more than I win, which sounds odd to people. But when I win, I win more than when I lose, I lose. So I'm still in a profitable position, even on strategies which have less winning trades. But a good trading strategy generally will win between 60% and 70% of the time. So you're actually losing 30 to 40% of the time. People can't get their heads around that. And that's a real weird mindset shift for people to make when they're learning to trade is that I'm not going to win all the time. But then if you're like, as you showed at the mastermind event, the, if you're winning like a two to one ratio, then you're, you're well, well ahead. Exactly. So if, when you win, you win 200 pounds versus when you lose, you lose 100 pounds. You're putting yourself in a very, very strong position. Yeah, 100%. And I think probably the, the biggest challenge I imagine people have is not getting disheartened with maybe if they have, they lose a couple in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is one thing I really try to hammer home with my guys, like random distribution is a thing. So yes, okay, we know that out of 100 trades, I'll win 70 of them. But I don't know if the first set of 30 trades that I place are going to be those losers. You just have no idea. I mean, that is so unlikely to happen, but it's still a possibility in terms of the realms of the laws of probability. It's very, very unlikely. So I always say to people like, look, we've tested this strategy. We've trained this strategy. Don't expect it's going to win the first one, the first two. I mean, one of my guys, when he first started going live trading, his first set of five trades were losers. So he was in a negative position. But by the end of the month, he finished at 8% profit, which is fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. So you can't expect to win all the time. Random distribution plays a factor. If you place your first set of trades and they lose, don't come at me telling me that I'm a fraud and Forex doesn't work. Just keep going. Trust the strategy. Follow the process. Yeah. And it's, it's like, um, yeah. We've talked about process already, but get addicted to following the process. Don't get addicted to the result. 
And if you get addicted to following the process, the result will end up happening. 100%. I think that's a, a very solid note to sort of wrap things up on. Um, best place for anyone to get in touch to you, reach out, check out some more of your information. Instagram. Um, I don't know if you do show notes. Yeah, um, no, I'll pop all your links there if you fire them all over. Cool. Yeah, so I've got um, a free ebook for people as well. But I spend a lot of my life on Instagram. But please spell my name correctly because there is people out there who are trying to pretend to be me, even though they've got more followers than me. That makes no sense. But anyway, yeah. So um, it's at Lewis, L-E-W-I-S underscore Crompton, C-R-O-M-P-T-O-N. And that's my Instagram handle. Awesome. Yeah, if you find me over those, I'll pop those all below for everyone to check out. And if you found this helpful and you want to have more content like this, which isn't necessarily just fitness related, then uh, make sure you pass this over to me on Instagram, Facebook, and just let me know. Make sure you, you uh, screenshot this and share it to Instagram stories, and we'll see you in the next episode of The Shredded Show. Now, that was an awesome um, episode of The Shredded Show with Lewis. Hugely, hugely um, goal-oriented in terms of his mindset and also in terms of clarity of focus of what you're actually looking to do. And I think there's a lot that can be learned from trading in the financial world in terms of fitness because everything is ultimately human psychology that's going to get you results from where you are now to where you want to be in six months time 12 months time or five years time with that in mind if you want to help with getting to where you want to be with your own fitness goals drop me a message over on facebook instagram or linkedin with the word shredded and we can have a quick chat about how i can help you and how we can help you level up for the end of 2021 start 2022 and whatever your goals may be and if you want to get involved, we have the free abs training course that I've currently got available, which is below the podcast notes. So you can get free access to that, which is a free abs training program and a training course, which is hugely influential sorry, influential um, and monumental. And it was good fun when I actually recorded it in Dubai. So make sure you check that out and we'll see you in the next episode of The Shredder Show.